take a moment to be still, to allow your body and mind to relax. Find yourself in a comfortable position where you can allow yourself to be still. Take a deep breath in and out and in and out. Relax your shoulders, your back. Allow your hands to rest with no tension in your wrist or fingers. Be still and know that he is God. John 3, 1-21 There was a man of the Pharisee sect, Nicodemus, a prominent leader among the Jews. Late one night he visited Jesus and said, Rabbi, we all know you are a teacher straight from God. No one could do all the God-appointing, God-revealing acts you do if God weren't in on it. Jesus said, You're absolutely right. Take it from me. Unless a person is born from above, it's not possible to see what I'm pointing to, to God's kingdom. How can anyone, said Nicodemus, be born who has already been born and grown up? You can't re-enter your mother's womb and be born again. What are you saying with this born-from-above talk? Jesus said, You're not listening. Let me say it again. Unless a person submits to this original creation, the wind hovering over the water creation, the invisible moving the visible, a baptism into a new life, it's not possible to enter God's kingdom. When you look at a baby, it's just that, a body you can look at and touch. But the person who takes shape within is formed by something you can't see and touch, the spirit, and becomes a living spirit. So don't be surprised when I tell you that you have to be born from above, out of this world, so to speak. You know well enough how the wind blows this way and that. You hear it rustling through the trees, but you have no idea where it comes from or where it's headed next. That's the way it is with everyone born from above, by the wind of God, the Spirit of God. Nicodemus asked, What do you mean by this? How does this happen? Jesus said, You're a respected teacher of Israel, and you don't know these basics? Listen carefully. I'm speaking sober truth to you. I speak only of what I know by experience. I give witness only to what I have seen with my own eyes. There is nothing secondhand here, no hearsay. Yet, instead of facing the evidence and accepting it, you procrastinate with questions. If I tell you things that are plain as the hand before your face and you don't believe me, what use is there in telling you of things you can't see, the things of God? No one has ever gone up into the presence of God except the one who came down from that presence, the Son of Man. In the same way that Moses lifted the serpent in the desert so people could have something to see and then believe, it is necessary for the Son of Man to be lifted up and everyone who looks up to him, trusting and expectant, will gain a real life, eternal life. This is how much God loved the world. He gave his Son, his one and only Son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his Son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. 
Anyone who, who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when God introduced him. This is the crisis we're in. God light streamed into the world, but men and women everywhere ran from, for the darkness. They went for the darkness because they were not really interested in pleasing God. Everyone who makes a practice of doing evil, addicted to denial and illusion, hates God light and won't come near it, fearing a painful exposure, but anyone working and living in truth and reality welcomes God light so the work can be seen for the God work it is. Take a few moments to pause. What was one word or phrase that stood out to you while listening? May God bless you with discomfort at easy answers, hard hearts, half-truths, and superficial relationships, so that you may seek truth boldly and live from deep within your heart where God's Spirit dwells. May God bless you with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people, so that we may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless you with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, starvation, and war, so that we may reach out our hand in comfort and turn their pain into joy. May God bless you with foolishness to believe that through Jesus Christ we'll have the strength and power necessary to create change in this world and in our neighborhood, so that together we will courageously try what others claim cannot be done. May God bless you with remembrance that we are called to continue God's redemptive work of love and healing in God's place, in and through God's name, in God's spirit, continually creating and breathing new life and grace into everything and everyone we touch. Amen.